Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Hello, how was your long weekend? I had a great long weekend. Uh, Well, actually, it wasn't even a long weekend. Hi, everybody. Welcome to After 9. Hello. No episode on Friday because I was off, but then we did work on Saturday. And before we get too far into the pod... Thank you to everybody who came out on Saturday for our kind of last minute Scott and Cat food drive. All we wanted to do was raise some money for the food bank and raise some food for the food bank because, well, we all know the need is higher than ever. And to the amount of people that came out to drop off cases of food. Yeah. People were coming in with just cases of KD and canned goods yeah. and stuff like that. Somebody brought adult diapers and all sorts of stuff that people might need over the mm-hmm. holidays. So it was nice that people were so thoughtful and so generous. And if you're one of the people who came by, thank you very much. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's when, I always learn something new every time I work with the food bank on something. I've done the sorting challenges before and I've learned things doing that. And I was chatting with uh, our friend Becky at the food bank on Saturday, too, because I'm looking in the trunk of a Subaru. We packed a Subaru full of uh, so much food to the point where it was actually trickling. It was all over the floor at that point. Like, we just had a ton of bins. Like Scott said, cases of things everywhere. We don't have a bus or a cruiser to cram. No, no, no. So we used a Subaru. Yeah, we used a Subaru. And you know what? It it worked. It worked. Uh, We could have used a bigger Subaru, thankfully. Thanks to the generous community that we have. Um, and every, all the people coming up. But one of the things that I mentioned, because I made a comment about a couple of things, I'm like, oh, chips. Like, I wouldn't think to donate chips. And, and they said, yeah. I mean, those are some of the things people don't think of. So it's great to have them. Uh, one woman said uh, that they go out of their way to try to encourage people to think outside the box. Uh, like like cake mix, for example. You know, there's a lot of people that will want to celebrate the birthday for their children or anybody, right? And and that's just an extra expense for them. So to be able to give them like a box of, of cake mix and then they're able to get eggs and milk, like all these things you don't think about. Shit, like, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Right? And then yeah. they've had people saying thank you because that was one of the things, you know, that I wanted to celebrate and trying to, God, you know how it's, what it's like if anyone's tried to make a cake from scratch, for example, there's too many ingredients there and it gets too expensive. So if you can donate that, you know, everything, everything counts. So we do encourage you if you're able to, and we know it's been a really tough year, especially this year uh, for a lot of people, but we encourage you if you can, just a couple of bucks, a few bucks goes a long, long way. They make it work. They have a way of making these, um, the, the cash donations work for many more meals than you'd think. Um, so $1 buys two meals. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. The amount of people that we saw out. So thank you if that was you. And, uh, if not, Hey, we're going to be doing more of that. So keep listening and we'll let you know. Why don't food banks get funding from the government? Like when things are as bad as they are and the need has never been this high, how come the government can't just say, you know what, stroke a check for a million dollars to each food bank in Ontario. I think it's strategy, right, for them, which is sad. But it's a strategy of I'd rather give it to the families. So they'll give it to you because you're a voter. Like, here, this is money for you. It's a benefit for you and your kids so that you think about voting for them. If they give it directly to the food banks, nobody thinks about them. But, I mean... Which I don't... I mean, I don't think it's right, but that's what I'm saying. I think it's a strategy. I just find that with some of those, most of those 
funding things that they just send out to the taxpayers, they go in a lot of cases to people who don't need it. I mean, sure. uh, some people don't need their their $300 sent to them four times a year for this, that, or the other thing. Yeah, yeah. And in a lot of cases, it, it's balanced against your income. But when they send out these supports, it's very arbitrary. Like, anyone with kids gets this. Not all those people need it. And I feel like it would be really targeted if it just went to the food bank. And while we're on it, just in case some of the influencers or government officials are listening... Our shelters and humane societies, they don't get funding either. And they could really use it because there's a lot of people that have uh, surrendered dogs and cats and rabbits and things like that. Uh, the shelter in, was a Kitchener, Waterloo, Stratford, Perth, right? Mm-hmm. That shelter has got 40 dogs right now that they're trying mm-hmm. to shelter out over the holidays or foster out over the holidays because they don't have the volunteers yeah. to do 40 dogs. Yeah, it is a shame. Volunteering is one thing that we can do that doesn't cost money, right? So if some people have time, <laughs> not everybody does either, but then that's one thing that they look to too is those, those volunteers, they go a long, long way. Do you remember, it was about four years ago, there was a portly young gentleman named Doug Ford who announced that he wanted to be the premier of Ontario. And he he made a couple of promises, many of which have not happened yet. Uh, For example, he promised buck a beer. And I don't know if you've been out for a beer recently or been to the beer store, but I sure as shit haven't seen any beer for a dollar. Well, that's because the beer companies lose money if they do it. It was a great idea until they realized, oh yeah, right. It's going to cost, like it's going to cost us money to do that, Doug. So it didn't really work out very well. Well, one of the other promises that Doug made, and this wouldn't cost anybody anything, was Doug said, we're going to let you buy booze at the corner store, just like you can in the States. What happened to that? Where is the booze at the corner store? Because, you know, I was just in Western New York yesterday. I went to Buffalo to buy some Buffalo Bills stuff for Christmas, and I got the Bills Mafia hot sauce, barbecue sauce, and wing sauce. Nice. All with Josh Allen on it. I love it, and, and it's great. Four ninety nine, and all the proceeds go to the Bills Children's Foundation. I was happy to go and buy barbecue sauce. There's, they've got booze in the corner stores down there. It's very, very convenient. It is. Now, here, we still have this archaic system where only the government oh. can sell it, and it's only at certain stores, a.k.a. the LCBO. And they kind of branched off when Kathleen Wynne was in charge, and you could buy wine at the, the grocery store, and then they allowed beer at the grocery store. But if the whole point of a convenience store is everything you might need in one small stop, Why aren't we selling it at convenience stores? Doug said he was going to fix that, but thus far he hasn't. And this is a lesson in what happens when you procrastinate, Doug. Now it's starting to go sideways. We went from soon you'll be able to buy beer and and wine and spirits in the corner stores to 7-Eleven has been granted a liquor license for one location so far. And it's going to be in Leamington, Ontario where they're going to sell booze. But it's not like Doug wanted and it's not like any of us asked for. They're actually going to have a dine-in, sit down, drink a drink, and eat your, your fucking chicken wings or whatever it is you went into 7-Eleven for. you got to sit there like a restaurant, like you're at a bar, except it's not a bar. It's a 7-Eleven. Okay, so I'm looking up this Leamington 7-Eleven because in my mind I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I'm trying to picture it at the 7-Eleven that's near my house, for example, which is also a gas station. Many of them are. Are they all also gas stations or just some of no, them? No, there's some standalone 7-Elevens. Okay, so fine. So whether it is or not, the, it lo- does look like a regular 7-Eleven. Are they going to have some construction to make this a dine-in and drink 
place? Well, one thing we learned during COVID was anywhere can be a bar all, as long as you rope it off. So they'll go and get some of the <laughs> caution tape and probably section off a, an open area of the store, like adjacent to the Slurpee machine or whatever. And they'll set up a couple of tables where you can go up to the counter and say, I'd like a Michelob Ultra. And they'll give it to you and you sit down at the table and drink it while you're eating. It's in a 7-Eleven. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around that. Me I either. mean, I haven't even been able to wrap my mind around people buying food, like eating from there. But some people do, by the way, and they say it's great. But then imagine instead of just grabbing that to go, like you said, which, which would be the convenience factor of it, is that, no, no, you sit down. You have a beer and a weird fucking hot dog. And, <laughs> it had just and finished rolling for days. And a salad sandwich over there and your Gatorade or whatever else, too, on the side. For, I, I don't know. I, I just, I can't picture it. 7-Eleven food is weird. They've got everything from chicken wings to... They have pizza, too. Pizza. Yeah. They, they've got those taquito things yeah. where they basically took a, a pizza roll and, and put taco meat in it and said, here you go, fuckers, mm. eat this. And and I, I guess there's people that like it. I guess. There must be, because they fill the shelves up with them all the time. But who sits there and dines in? Who's going to sit down? Who, nobody goes to 7-Eleven no. to grab a table... No. Maybe make a rezo, sit down and make eat reservation at seven and drink <laughs> in a store full of kids that are trying to uh, pull to go- together their nickels to buy licorice and, and Slurpees. Why it- would we want people there drinking booze? Okay, so how about I'm just trying to figure this out as well. How about like small towns? Because for those who've never you know been around a many a small town they don't have a lot to offer in terms of sit down establishments where you can get drinks is that maybe where they would where they would go and not like for example like the city of Toronto like maybe that would happen much less cuz there's like a billion bars or even like a Kitchener Waterloo area or a area that has like many bars available the small towns that might work out just because i could see like Hey, Jim, you know, let's, let's meet at the 7-Eleven for a beer and a coffee, too. Like, I, I, maybe it's a thing. Listen. I feel like way up north they do this shit. Fuck Jim and fuck whoever asked him to meet him at 7-Eleven <laughs> for a drink. No. It's weird. We're and not it, doing this. You know what, though? I, again, I could, it's, if it's a small town thing, I could see it. A small town or way up north, which would be small town, I could see this being a thing. Part of the appeal of going for a drink is going to the bar and the smell and sights and things like that. In a regular bar, you wouldn't have a whole fucking rack of chips and and they sell milk right over there and and boom, oh, you want a Slurpee to go? No, 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 no. I don't understand. Why can't we make it like to go? Why can't we have a little, a little, just a little fridge? All we're asking for is a little fridge room, Dougie. Why can't we have a little fridge room? So, and simple stuff, right? Like, it doesn't even need to be, you don't need to sell text Mickey size anything. Just give us like a little bit of everything, right? One, one kind of gin, and that's all you can get. One kind of gin, one kind of vodka, one kind of rye, um, whatever. One kind of beer, one, two kinds of wine, maybe three kinds of wine. And why can't we just do that? So that we can buy it while we're there. Because so- Doug broke his promise, and now the whole thing's going sideways. It's not working out well at all. It went from... Yeah, you'll be able to stop and it'll be convenient and we're not going to make this any harder than it has to be on people to we're going to make things tacky as fuck. Nobody should be going to 7-Eleven to have a drink. Are we drinking it out of like the Slurpee cups? Like, how does that work? Well, that's the next problem is you watch how quickly people are going to order their beer, sit down at the table. They'll have their taquitos and their chicken wings. And then they're going to pour that beer into a Slurpee cup and be on the way. Oh, and gross. now we've just handed them an open drink to take with them. And I can't get past the fact that it is 
they're, they're, I know they're standalone ones, but for me, it's always like gas station associated. So it's like there's a bunch of people driving their cars, what, pumping gas and then like, oh, fuck it, I'll stop them for a beer. You're not supposed to do that. You're driving a car. I just feel like it's, it, again, it depends on where this is taking place. I just, I don't know. I don't see it as being a thing. I'm trying to figure out if 7-Eleven did this just because they were sick and tired of waiting for the promise to be fulfilled or if it was just sort of, they realized that there's... That promise is never going to get fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just did the math and realized, wait a second, we have a total monopoly on liquor sales in this province. Why would we franchise it out? Why would we let the private sector get in on this cash cow that we're milking every day? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe this is 7-Eleven's way of mocking them. Maybe. Oh, you aren't going to allow us to sell beer? Fine. Fuck it. We'll get a liquor license like a bar has and people can come in and drink. Now this has gone completely screwed up. So hopefully cooler heads prevail. Doug, it's not too late. Just pass the bill. Get some legislation in. You've yeah. got a majority. Ram it through and make it available. I think this would be great. It's so frustrating when you go anywhere else. Like you cross the border. You don't even need to do that. Of course, there's other provinces in Canada um, that, that do this. And once you experience that, like I remember going to Quebec, same. And, and Alberta, same thing. Once you experience the conve- the true convenience of being able to pop into like any old store. Corner store. And then go, oh, shoot. Yeah, we could use a bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. We, why don't we grab this? It it makes you go, what the heck are we doing here? Right. We're so behind in Ontario. But, you know, speaking of alcohol, and it's not going to be an all booze news type episode, <laughs> but there's a couple of things on our radar here. I read this really wild survey. 58% of people say it's okay to start drinking at 1 p.m. on Christmas Day. Majority oh. of people felt 1 p.m. was the acceptable time to crack a beer or put some rum in your eggnog. Okay, so I mean, I don't hate that, but how many people are doing it like right first thing in the morning? Is there still a fair amount of people that put a little Baileys in the coffee? I mean, I think so, right? Well, you got to take the edge off, right? You've just woken yeah. up and you, there's all the stress of shopping leading up to it. Now you're finally at the finish line. Yeah. Sit and have a drink. Wait for the, watch the kids open the presents and you have yourself a time. Get a little tipsy. So does that mean the majority of people disagree with having a morning drink on I Christmas? I don't know if that's, that's what it means or I guess they're just, yeah, it sounds like they're disapproving of that. Or maybe they're worried about hangover too the next day. Because if you maybe pace yourself and you start at one, that makes sense. If they're if the person is drinking like a heavy amount. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think we should What's judge the, each other. What, I, I think you should just mind your own fucking business <laughs> and when I want to have a drink on Christmas. What, uh, <laughs> what was the rest? Of, does it say the rest of the survey? Like if that was or is that like the headline and that was it? That's the headline. 58% okay. say it's okay. At 1 p.m. to start drinking. Like, as as some people say, like, it's never okay. Like, I'm wondering what else is in that survey. Oh, probably. Oh, one glass at 4 p.m. Or when dinner is served only, one glass. Thanks, Karen. Is it appropriate? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, how about you just don't worry about me unless I'm driving or acting belligerent or something, which I wouldn't be doing anyway on Christmas. Who cares? It's We've had a shitty year. If people want to have a drink at 9 a.m. on Christmas, I don't give a shit. Go ahead and do it. Um. By the way, the way the holidays fall this year is kind of strange with Christmas Eve on a Saturday and yeah. Christmas Day on a Sunday. It is Christmas week, everybody. They say this is going to be the busiest week of the year at Pearson for travel. Okay, makes sense. This is also going to be the busiest shopping week of the year. Makes sense again. 
I don't see a lot of people out shopping right now. I mean, anecdotally, I've been to a number of different stores and it doesn't feel like that same urgency. Are, are people leaving it to the last minute or Maybe? are the, the predictions true that people are really cutting back? You and I had a, when we were on location at that food drive event, you mentioned there's a mall nearby. So I decided to take the road that the mall is on home. Terrible freaking idea. <laughs> no. So I did see a lot of the, that, a lot of shopping. I also hosted something yesterday. I hosted Christmas um, yesterday. And so I did grocery shopping in the morning for like $700. So <laughs> that I also saw a shit ton of people at the grocery store. And there's a mall next to that one too. And it was very busy. So I don't know. I'm seeing a, a lot of people there. I don't know if a lot of products are being sold, like in terms of people are just kind of browsing more so, or are they actually buying? But it was busy everywhere I went, this particularly this past weekend. I was at the Niagara Fashion Outlets yesterday. Oh, lovely. It wasn't that busy. Yeah. There was only eight people in line for Santa. Santa started oh. at 11 a.m. for that shift. Eight people in line. Back in the day, there would have been 80 people in line when Santa was coming to the mall. Uh, it's kind of like creepy and COVID now. It's like there's a lot of things that, that stop people from doing it. I don't know if I want to bring my kids there anymore. Re- re- you yeah, didn't I did do it Santa one time. pictures? No, fuck no. Um, no, I um, I just, you know what? <laughs> it's weird for me. Like, I... I so I did it. I did it the first year that, so I didn't do it up until I had two kids at that point. So it was 2019, actually. It was 2019 where we happened to be in the mall. I didn't make an appointment or anything. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. My my daughter at the time was like, Santa. So she was kind of intrigued. So we went up there and they, they took a picture. But it was so, I don't know, I'm just so weirded out by it. You know, like come sit on my, the whole thing. Just come sit on my lap. I tell them not to, you know, to be careful around strangers. Don't let, if strangers touch them, scream and stuff. And then I'm letting this guy... And now my, my oldest is starting to ask questions too, right? Like when we were at the mall the last time, she's like, wait a minute. Isn't this guy busy right now? Like, why is he sitting around? <laughs> she's start, your daughter. Right? Like bulbs are starting to go off. And Critical she's like, thinking. why is this guy like sitting? Doesn't he have to like, isn't he busy? Like, you know, kind of thing. Like, does he have stuff to do? Like, I'm like, oh. So I was like, oh, it's a helper. It's not really Santa. She's like, well, then why does anyone care? Like, why does anyone want to sit with this guy? She is wise beyond yeah, her years, it, right? It's true. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's starting to ask questions now. But I, I don't plan. I did not plan to, to do that. And I don't plan to. You know what? Unless they specifically ask, I'm not going to force my kids to sit on this this guy's lap. That I don't know him. I'm sure that they do background checks for all these mall Santas. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Do or do they? Mm. <laughs> See, yeah. it's just like, to me, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to willingly be like, here's my daughter. Put her on your lap. No, thanks. Not interested. You know. Forget the background checks. Can we just do a basic visual check on some of these Santas? <laughs> like, did you not look at them when you hired them? I've seen Santas that looked like they were like in their early 20s. Not a hint oh, of facial no. hair on their own. And not that you need it because you wear the fake beard. But frankly, some people don't look like Santa. That image that we all have of Santa Claus is an older man mm-hmm. that goes around and delivers presents in the middle of the night. When it's obviously a 20-year-old with an elastic beard on, it doesn't look authentic. (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. I need a PlayStation. (laughs) Just trying to save up some money for it, kid. Come on. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, so I was in Buffalo yesterday. Yeah. I got to tell you, I was talking to the lady at customs because when you have nothing to declare, they find that very fucking weird. Sure. They're going to ask you some follow-ups. Well, I just crossed and I crossed over at around like 1030 in the morning and I came back at about three in the afternoon. So I was gone four and a half hours mm-hmm. and and I was just sort of wandering. I went to the the Niagara fashion outlets and got some good Bill's stuff and I had to go over to Wegmans to get the Bill's Mafia barbecue sauce because they only sell it at Wegmans mm-hmm. and I wanted it. So as I was coming back over the border, 
obviously dealing with the Canadian people. She said, uh, citizenship, I said Canadian. And I also thought it also says that on my Canadian passport. Mm-hmm. This really shouldn't be an issue, but all right, go ahead. I'll just go along with this. And, and she said, how long were you gone? I said, eh, three, four hours. She said, well, was it three or four hours? Whoa, whoa. And I said, be specific, sir. It was around four hours. I, I think I crossed at 1030. But I also said to her, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have that information there, don't you? Like when you swipe my passport, doesn't it say when I crossed? She didn't answer the question. It's like we're not allowed to know no, what goes on in know. the customs. No, you can't know, sir. And she said, anything to declare? And I said, yeah, I bought some Bill's Mafia barbecue sauce. I've got like eight jars of it in the back of the car. And I put the window down. She looked around. And then she peeked into the back, back, behind the back seats, and she was flabbergasted. But truly, <laughs> all I was bringing back was barbecue, barbecue sauce and a hat. You really bought nothing else with that? I bought, I bought a lot of barbecue sauce. I bought uh, one thing at five below because it was $5 or lower, and I bought a hat. That was it. Wow. And, and the hat didn't even have a tag on it, so I'm sure she couldn't even verify if I had just bought it or if I came over with it. But she seemed actually annoyed that I was coming back with just barbecue sauce. It was almost like she was waiting to jam me with the tariff or the, the customs yeah. fee and then couldn't because I only had $40 worth of barbecue sauce. Do people do what they used to? I mean, I, they probably don't because it's, it's uh, pretty expensive to shop there now, right? So people probably don't do the old cross-the-border do they still do that though? Hide stuff? Like, do you bother? Because like our dollar's shit. The dollar is shit. It's seventy three point two five cents yeah. US right now as we record. And and frankly, I uh, I don't think we're really saving that much by the time you convert the dollar again. Yeah, I, like I, what's the point, right? The prices are definitely other than lower. the products being different, I suppose. Well, it was kind of eye opening to wander through Wegmans because typically I don't mm-hmm. go to the grocery store in America. Bananas in America, how much do you figure? Here, oh they're going for like, so it's in like some 60, cases, 89 cents 60 a pound. 60 to 80 cents here. Um, so in this, oh gosh, I don't know. Are they, um, are they like, are they like around the same 50 cents? 39 cents a pound. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't buy any bananas because in my head, I couldn't do the conversion on the currency fast no. enough. And I also thought, I don't need American bananas. I'm good. I've got, <laughs> I can get those same Puerto Rican bananas for at some, home. For some reason, we are never short on bananas here. The import on bananas is just outrageous. You know what's outrageous is the fact that uh, some of the things that we actually grow here in Ontario can't get them. And if you can, they're going to cost you a fortune because of inflation and the supply Mm -hmm. chain and the cost of pesticides. But there's never a shortage of bananas that get imported like from Honolulu and Costa Rica and all over the place. They just come up here in an abundant supply and they're pretty consistently around 59 or 69 cents a pound. They really are. They have not, that has not changed. Yet something that you- Not even Galen Weston is like that shit. It's surprising. (laughs) Don't even give Galen any ideas. If he can figure out a way to charge us more- he absolutely will. In any case, it was nice. I haven't been to the States in a while. I haven't been in a long time. I wouldn't mind shop. I mean, again, like I know the cost you we have to you have to factor in is it worth it, but I wouldn't mind shopping just for the different things. So that's good. You got your barbecue sauce. Exciting stuff. We um uh had a good conversation on our radio show today. I thought it was a good conversation, but some people thought it was outrageous. Hear me out on this before you start saying, ah, fuck this podcast. I'm not listening to this anymore. <laughs> hear, hear me out. Hear me out. The cost of food is crazy, like we've been talking about. And likely you're going to gather at someone's house for Christmas. Maybe you're the one hosting. Maybe you're going somewhere. Let's say you're going to your parents' house for Christmas. 
what probably cost them a few hundred dollars last year may cost them a hundred or yeah. two hundred more this year. The yeah. prices are crazy. Yeah. What's so wrong with telling everybody, hey, same as every other year, we're doing Christmas, but you know, let, let's split up the cost a little bit. Everybody kick in 20 bucks. What would be so wrong with that when the finances are so messed up the way they are right now? Some people are outraged yeah. at the thought of a cover charge or yeah. a, a fee to get okay. into Christmas dinner. Okay, so here's here's my thoughts on this. And this is coming from someone who just hosted. And it was not a, fo- I didn't host a formal dinner that said, but still it cost me a lot of money. Like grocery trip was 300. It was another $200 at the LCBO. So that's a $550 hosting day basically is what I spent. However, yeah, about 500 bucks. So I agreed to host it. That was me. I offered my house up. Uh So to me, if you're willing to offer your house up, you know that that's going to come with costs. Now, because I'm going to put an asterisk on your $20. First of all, $20 is fucking nothing. You have to, it depends on how many people are going, I suppose. Do you mean per family or do you mean per person? uh, Even per person. How about kick in what you can, but no more than 20 bucks a person? Uh, The only only time I would think that that's not weird, because I think that's weird. But the only time I would understand is if nobody wanted to host, because everyone was like, I'm not spending that money right now, knowing hosting is expensive. Yep. So in that case, it'd be like, well, clearly none of us are deciding who's going to host it. So how about we do this? Whoever hosts it, gets 20 bucks ahead, gets 10 bucks ahead or whatever, whatever you could do. Would that help? And then maybe you'd have someone step up and say, okay, if you guys can do that, I'll host. So in that case, maybe, 20 but bu- it's still weird to me. 20 bucks might be high. Maybe it's 10 bucks. A family of four kicks in 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. That's great. That'll go a long yeah, way. It will. And, and how much would it cost you to go to a restaurant and get that much food? Cooked with love by your mom. You can't put a dollar value on that. So I think that this is reasonable. Some people said, no. What? What are you going to e-transfer your mom? Yeah, maybe yeah, you would. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Leave a bowl at the front door. Everybody no. chuck your money in. Okay. So people said, how about this, Scott? Potluck. Some people do potlucks. Yeah. The th- Let me tell you why I can't do a potluck. And, and I'm not saying that it's not a good idea Maybe this will work out, but I have a few issues with potluck, and I'll tell you what they are. Number one, inevitably somebody's going to fuck it up. They'll either forget it, or they'll drop it in the driveway on the way in, or or it's just going to be cock-awful. Just an awful dish that they brought and put on the table as if other people were supposed to eat it. So the food isn't necessarily great. There's also how it's made. I trust my mom in the kitchen implicitly. I trust myself and my girlfriend. That's it. I don't know weird Aunt Becky, and I don't know what Uncle Joey is doing in his kitchen, but one time at a potluck, and it was at a friend's house. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, wait, this is potluck trauma. You're telling me there's a real reason for this. Thank (gasps) you for labeling it. Thank you, because it is potluck trauma. sounds like it. Okay, what's up? So here's the thing. There was a dish, Uh and I thought it looked a little weird when they took the tinfoil off of it on the table. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I thought, well, that looks a little strange. Maybe I should ask a few more questions. And and I just left it open-ended. Like, so, what did everybody bring? And I had one person who was like, oh, I made a nice salad with a homemade balsamic reduction. Great. Sounds good. Another person, oh, I, uh, I made burgers or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This dish, they took broccoli, like a head of broccoli. Okay. And they chopped it up. All right. And they didn't pre-cook the broccoli or steam it or anything like that. In fact, I'm not even sure if they washed it first. They took the broccoli 
and they put it in, in, in a pan. And then they opened a can of Campbell's condensed mushroom soup. Oh. And they poured the condensed <laughs> mushroom soup okay. on top of the broccoli. And this is somebody explaining to me how they did it, as if they're Martha fucking Stewart. And in my head, I'm like, you son of a bitch. You brought this and wanted me to eat it? Thank God I asked first what this is. So they've got raw broccoli, condensed Campbell's mushroom soup. They dropped some shredded cheese on top of it and then covered it with croutons and put it in the oven. Croutons? I know. Oh. Some of you are probably thinking, oh, that sounds all right. The rest of you are thinking, what the fuck is that? And that's what I was thinking. What the fuck is this? (laughs) They put it in the oven and she's telling me again, like she's Martha Stewart, like, yeah. And then you cover it with croutons and then you put it in the oven and you go like a half an hour on 325, give it a little stir before you serve and you're good. Absolutely not. Did you try it? No. And here's why I couldn't try it. Aside from the ingredients and how it was made, that was not right for me. Broccoli and mushroom soup, no thank you. With croutons on top, get the fuck out of here. Like You shouldn't be allowed to come here anymore. <laughs> As she was explaining it to me, I noticed she had a Band-Aid on her finger. And I thought, did oh. you cut yourself making this? Or did you like cut yourself like bringing it here? Did you cut yourself when you were ripping the tinfoil? How did that cut happen? And is there any chance that that wound or any blood oh, ended up in this? Gross. And ever since, Kat, I can't. I cannot okay. do potluck. If you're going to do I a potluck, if you're going to bring something, don't wear a Band-Aid. You should get your finger <laughs> amputated before you show up with a Band-Aid on because that just begs more amputated. questions. Wear a glove. Wear, you just wear one weird glove. Seriously. By the way, have you ever been to someone's house and looked around their kitchen and thought, wow, they cook food in this kitchen? Some people are gross. Others keep their kitchen immaculate, spotless. I'm fortunate to have a girlfriend who is very anal about a very clean kitchen. There is constantly Mm -hmm. disinfectant wipes and sprays and everything. That's important. There's other people who have actual dust on their counter. Yeah, I didn't think, I mean, I didn't think of that, but only because honestly, if I'm going to, I've never been to a potluck with people that I didn't trust thoroughly to be clean. Like I've never been to one where it's like, I don't know that person, but I'm going to eat their food. That's never happened for me, ever. So, so I, I hear what you're saying. Like if it was someone like I don't know and then they're like, oh, I made this, try it. I hate when they ask you to try it in front of, your, in front of them. Does that happen to you? Oh, I would ask them to turn around. Like I, I've, oh, try I've it. Okay, like, you just oh, go, you take gotta, a, go yeah, pee or something. Yeah, you got to try it. And then they look at you like right now, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always like, this is too much pressure. I'm not going to try it in front of you. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm going to grab a plate in a bit. I got to go talk to this other person. That's weird. Uh, but I'll, overall, I don't mind potluck, but I only do that with like family and, and maybe my girlfriends. We might have done a potluck before. Maybe, maybe. I'm not even sure I did with my friends, but okay. You have a little bit of potluck drama, so I understand. Thank you. Imagine there was a Band-Aid inside the casserole. Oh like that was God, Like imagine that was, that was her second Band-Aid. I and would, she's like, I lost my other Band-Aid, so this is a fresh one. I would drive my ass to the <laughs> ER and order them. You pump my stomach right fucking now. Yeah. And I want every antibiotic That's drug so you've funny. got and then I'd like you to flush me out and I just get that and, and probably brainwash me so I forget that forget this ever that. happened. Uh, quickly here, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that we've entered a new phase, everybody. We are back in the phase where we don't give a shit about soccer for four years. Yeah, we're okay to forget that it even exists as a sport, I think. I'm good. I did watch a bit of the game yesterday. It was a good game. 
Yeah, it was you, back and forth yeah. and, and almost scripted. I mean, the drama they created with a billion-person audience was truly amazing. Sure, and the, the only reason I know it was good is because my, my husband was paying attention to it, and he claims, by the way, he knew from the beginning that this was going to be the final and that Argentina would win at that score. I'm like, okay, well, you should have bet then. What are you doing? Uh, but, yeah, he, he was like screaming at the television at one point and stuff. And I was like, oh, I found myself watching it for like, uh, maybe like 30 seconds, which is like 30 seconds longer than I ever want to watch soccer. So that's how I knew it was probably okay. But I'm I'm totally content to just go without for a couple more years. Because it doesn't it rotate? Is it kind of like the Olympics? Isn't there like a major tournament two more years from now? Uh, or is it just the one? Is it just the one World Cup four years? That's it. Isn't there like a second tournament? I mean, there's the Copa America final. There's the Euro final. Oh, there's maybe I'm thinking Euro. Is it Euro Cup? There is a Euro Cup. Is it? Is that on the two? Like, is that the like two years from now? Then I, I don't. I don't know. know how it falls. Yeah, it, sure. it's very okay. hard to keep track. And then there's players where you can buy their rights, but you don't actually get them playing unless you pay them something else. And the whole thing is very confusing to me. And and maybe I could take the time to learn about it and get interested in it. But you know, even with that drama yesterday, I was like, oh, cool, Argentina won. That's great. And then you're good. Half an hour later, I forgot about soccer yeah. again. Yeah. You know, it's just if you get one really action packed Super Bowl or one really action packed NBA final and you can be like, oh, my God, I still remember the final 15 minutes of the Raptors winning the NBA championship. Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. this. I don't even know who these people were that I scored yesterday. No. I knew the Messi and and. The boppity boo guy. I don't know the, like, the bop guy. He he's very good. He had a hat trick yesterday. Bippity boppity, yeah. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about soccer. So for four more years, we will just plead ignorance. But then it comes to Canada. So Canada's co-hosting with the U.S. and Mexico in 2026. Very very confusing for oh, people from right. other parts of the world. I forgot about that. You know, it, it is weird though. It's confusing and we're here. It's dumb. The whole thing is fucking stupid. Yeah. I get that. Well, Toronto would probably not get a World Cup if we weren't co-hosting with Philadelphia and New York and Mexico City and blah blah blah. That doesn't make it any easier. Mm -hmm. If you are going to this World Cup, you fly to Qatar and and there's shuttles that'll take you to the different venues and you get a hotel in the center of the city and you can be at any one of those games within half an hour. Or you come to North America to watch the World Cup and, oh, I've got tickets to see a Group A action in Toronto at BMO Field. And, oh, when it gets to the knockout Ooh. round, I think I'll go and see some of that. Oh, that's in Mexico and it's a six-hour flight. Flight. I mean, how are people supposed to get I around? Don't, I don't know. It's dumb. <laughs> it's silly. Why are it we is. doing this? It is. Yeah. Anyway, we must have really bribe FIFA hard for that one because even they would look at that and say this is not what a good idea yeah. somebody got rich hey guys we're down to the final four episodes of after nine we will uh, be taking a break between Christmas and New Year's mm -hmm. like we do every year but enjoy the rest of the week we'll have a brand new after nine coming your way tomorrow have a good one friends the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal broker at Remax Twin City your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.